Let's get into it. Oh my goodness. We have our tea. We are ready to recap. And we don't usually do this, but let's, I, you know what? Let's start off the show with our Beverly Hills recap and just get straight into it. Break there's, order because it's so... There's just so much to unpack. It's major. You know? It's like watching a train wreck that you like can't look away from. Oh, well, by the way, you're listening to TRM. I'm Spencer. Oh, the rumor mill. I'm Lexi. And... This is our little show. Welcome. <laughs> I just want to start off by saying I have always been Team Brandy and I will always be Team Brandy. And for me, I've been really excited about it and tweeting and, you know, ready for the tea and the entertainment. And I watched it and I really, I was disturbed by how upset she was because I didn't know that she had felt that hurt by Denise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up being I I watched it and then it cut to a commercial break and I I almost I texted Abby, our other co-host, and I said I literally feel like throwing up. Yeah. Like it, I I wasn't expecting it to be that heavy. I thought it would be more like drama. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't expecting it to be that serious, I guess. Like I mean, I I knew that it was This is a reality TV hookup we're talking about. Yeah. Like, it goes I, I deeper. Ex- oh my god, absolutely. Um, do we want to just get, get you know, into the whole story? Let's start off with the whole Brandy and Denise thing, and then we'll go around the other episode. Brandy arrives to Kyle's house with Kim, didn't really intend to go inside. Kyle invited her inside. They're At which talking. Point, you know, she's going to go. She's not going to say no. Exactly, because they're friends. They're all friends. And Kim was the one who brought up the whole Brandy situation because she was the only one that knew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brandy was like, I don't really want to talk about it. And Kim was like, it's your thing. I'll let you explain. And then Teddy and Kyle were like, what? So Brandy told her story. Um, yeah, because Brandy was essentially like, uh, you guys need to look out for Denise. She's, yeah. not who's, she, she's not who she pretends to be was what yeah. she exactly said. It's not, you don't, what you see is not what you get. Mm-hmm. And she was saying like, uh, she's been really mean girl about you guys. She said all these different things about you. You know, she said that Erica's a cold bitch. Teddy's like um, pathetic, and she and she's willing to do anything on the sh- to stay with the girls because she's living in her daddy's shadow like, or something what was like that? that. Like, no, she's not. Yeah, it's just she was basically, you know, and then she doesn't actually like Kyle, and she always like is doesn't so, like Rinna. Yeah, but to their faces, and she's super nice. So they were obviously hurt by that, and then Teddy was Teddy seemed really hurt. I was absolutely. I was surprised because well, her and Teddy had just talked like about their issues at Kyle's party. Yeah. So I was a little thrown off by that. I mean, it makes sense. Like when you when you have a friend in the group who's literally, you know, trash talking everybody, then it's like, how do you trust them? You know, it's like they're saying yeah. stuff about you. They're saying stuff about everybody else. And if this is what you're hearing from one person, what are they saying to everybody else? Exactly. You know, especially what are they saying it's... to people outside of the group? Absolutely. And how do they even family? really feel? Like if, if that's just what they're saying. Well, how deep does it actually go emotionally? And you know what? I agree with what Kyle said. I don't think that any of them really know who Denise is. I think Mm-mm. that they thought they did, and mm-hmm. I think that Den- I don't think know we her, know who Denise is. Yeah, they know her character, the the person that she plays for the cameras, but not. I don't think we know who Denise is. No, not at all. Not at all. And this is probably her worst nightmare because if she has yeah, a oof. a projected image of herself that she wants the world to see, and, and it's, it's all being crumbling. torn down right now. Oh my god! So back to the scandal. Um, Kim 
Kim, like I said, she kind of brought it up, and then Brandy was like, you know, last year in April when we filmed, which they did last season, they met up, and that was Brandy's cameo last season. Mm-hmm. You know, she said after that, they like went into the bathroom and started making out. Well, they went, yeah, they went to dinner and then made out. They were both drunk, and they, she, Denise was not with Aaron at the time. No. No, but she had made it clear to Brandy that they kind of had an open marriage situation. That Aaron, if Aaron was aware of it, if it wasn't with another guy, he didn't care. As long care. as it with a woman, long, as long as it was with a woman, there was no issue. Denise yeah. could be with whoever she wanted. And so then they kind of Brandy went to go visit Denise on set while recording her podcast. They did a little interview together. Denise co-hosted an episode, and then Brandy says that night they hooked up. Not that night, or the no. next night over. Yeah. So and also to you know, put a little context here. Brandy was cheated on in in her her marriage and that destroyed her life. We all know about what happened with her and Eddie Cibrian and... And it, you know, it just destroyed her and she was like, I never want to be the other woman. Like she, in her book, she wrote all about cheating and all that kind of stuff. And so she's like, I never want to do that to somebody else. I never want to be in that position. I never want to be the other woman, you know? And so she's being told by Denise, oh no, it's fine. Aaron doesn't care. Everything's okay. And then... They're at the set, and basically, the first... So, Denise also originally told Brandy, oh, just come over, you can stay here, you don't need to get your own room, because yeah. Brandy was told, said she was originally yeah. going to get her own room. To which Denise said, no, just come here, we'll get you a rollaway bed. Which then, when Brandy arrived, conveniently, there was no rollaway bed. So, the first night, she slept in Denise's bed, nothing happened. And then the next night, she and Denise were drinking, they got really, really drunk. Um, and then the girls, Denise's daughter and one of her friends was, like, downstairs. Downstairs, and then in they their were, own room, though. Yeah, but there was no door because they said they were just well, in no, a lock. The daughter's, uh, the daughter and her friend's room had a door. Brandy and Denise were in like an upstairs loft sort of thing, which didn't have a door. Which means if they left the room, they would hear anything. So yeah, they got drunk and then they did basically everything. They hooked up together. They hooked up. That's um, in, in Brandy's words. That's what you know. Yeah, the full enchilada. And they, that's where T- Teddy said, "Well, did you guys just kiss?" And she said, no, like, "No, we did we, everything. We did everything." Yeah. And, you know, Brandy said, well, I was kind of worried about the girls, and so I couldn't really get into it, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then the next morning, even though Denise had previously told Brandy, oh, no, Aaron doesn't care, it's fine as long yeah. as it's with a woman, mm-hmm. then Denise goes, you can't say anything to Aaron, you can he'll kill never me. Tell he'll Aaron. literally kill me. You can't say anything to anyone. And I think what was really interesting was, you know, I watched the after show on bravotv.com. You can watch... I did, too. I, I, I was interested in what Teddy thought, because Teddy was very quiet. And Teddy made a good point. You know, all of her life since her marriage broke up, that huge tabloid cheating allegations and, you know, her husband had an affair and it broke up her family and it damaged her for life. Mm -hmm. Brandy has prided herself on never being a cheater. She's a party queen. She can be a drunk. She can be mean. In Kyle's words, she can be an ass. She can be this. But she's not a liar and she's not a cheater. Mm -hmm. And now one of those has been taken away from her. But honestly, I don't think... I think it feels that way, but I don't think it I don't has. think it is. That, because she didn't do it intentionally to hurt somebody. No, and because here's the thing. I think that even if you do something when you're drunk, like cheating, it still counts. Because drunk actions yeah. are sober thoughts. That's just the way that it works. You know, if you and I were to get drunk together, we wouldn't hook up. No. That just wouldn't happen. Because, because we, we don't, don't think that way in real life. Exactly. So just because there's alcohol in your system doesn't mean you're going to do it when It doesn't you're under change the you completely as no, a person. No, it just takes away your filter. It doesn't change you or who you yeah. are. Yeah. So you're still having those thoughts. You're just actually expressing them and doing those things now. Yeah. So... If you're going to hook up with somebody when you're drunk and you cheat, well, you were thinking about it when you were sober. That's just the end of it. Yeah. However, in this situation with 
you know, Brandy and Denise and kind of the Aaron, and Aaron, if Brandy had come on to Denise not knowing about, you know, if it was okay with their husband, yeah, anything like that, yeah, that would make Brandy a bad person. That would make Brandy, you know, the other woman that would make her the cheater, that would make her a scumbag, right? But to have Denise be coming on to Brandy, firstly, even if they'd never had that conversation about, oh, well, it's okay with Aaron, blah, 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 blah. If Denise is coming on to Brandy, you have to assume that, well, if Denise is coming on to me, it must be okay with her husband because it's her relationship. It's her job to take responsibility for it. It's her, you know, position of authority to determine what is appropriate and not appropriate for that relationship, not Brandy's because Denise is the one in the marriage, right? Yeah, yeah, because Brandy can do whatever she wants. Denise is the one that's tied down to a ring. She has to be loyal, exactly. So for it's that's still not Brandy's fault. Then when you add on top of that that Denise had a conversation with Brandy explicitly saying it is okay for me to do whatever I want with a woman. When you add those two things together, Brandy is at no way, shape, or form at fault for what happened. I agree. I I I hundred percent agree. I think that Brandy was. I think that Brandy. I just you know I watched her and I've never seen brandy so nervous like kyle said brandy's an open book and she, she will let was it all shaking. out she, she was crying she, but not she, like near near yeah, crying she was in tears crying. and i think that's what made it more believable too is the fact that she wasn't just like sobbing about it she was trying to hold it back and it literally looked like it was making her sick to her stomach to speak about you know and let me just put it this way no one in this group is that good of an actress you know i'm, I'm, I'm seeing people Absolutely on twitter not. So many people are like, oh, that was a setup. Kyle set it up to bring her in. And oh, isn't it convenient that Brandy was mic'd? And it was this huge setup and they were all acting. Well, if they were this good of actors, I don't think they'd be on a reality show. I think they'd be acting. Absolutely. So I don't believe that this was a setup because I don't think it's in Kyle's nature to set people up. Was it in Lisa Vanderpump's? Yes, it was. Is it in Kyle's? I don't believe so. And on top of that, I don't... Why would Brandy come on TV to intentionally lie and ruin a good friendship to become ridiculed. There are yeah, cer- there's, there's nothing that Brandy theories. has to gain. Well, oh, she wants her diamond back. So she's coming in, getting back into the group, stirring up all this trouble yeah, to get her job back. Yeah, but it goes against everything that Brandy stands for. So she has really nothing to gain because even if she gets back on the show, she loses her entire reputation. Exactly. You know, there are people that love her or hate her. Brandy is... Very polarizing. Exactly. So why would you want to potentially risk ruining your reputation further for a lie Mm -hmm. even brandy is smarter than that brandy's a smart person yeah i don't know her to be a liar i've never seen her lie i have seen her that's what kyle said too exactly i've seen brandy tell the truth even when it damages other friendships just like when it flashed back to season four and brandy was telling kyle you know lisa wanted me to bring the tabloids on our vacation of you and mauricio cheating to bring it up and i never i didn't want to like you know and Mm -hmm. and even at the beginning of the episode when it was still at kyle's party and adrian was there and brandy was like you know they talked about a little bit of the surrogacy drama from season three and brandy made the comment you know it wasn't my idea you know i didn't want to bring it up Mm -hmm. well that leads me to believe that she was probably doing Lisa Vanderpump's dirty work. Probably. Because post-season two, Adrian and Lisa Vanderpump were on bad terms because Adrian accused Lisa Vanderpump of selling stories to a tabloid. Lisa was super offended. And then next season, here comes Brandy doing Lisa Vanderpump's dirty work. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I don't see this being a setup. 
And Well, I think that's probably why Brandy stayed in the car to begin with, though. I think that Brandy knew if she came inside, there was going to be microphones, there was going to be cameras. They were going to talk to her about Denise. And I think that's why she stayed in the car to begin with. But then Kyle was like, oh, well, we're friends. Invite her in, not knowing anything. And then it just kind of, one thing led to another. I think that it honestly... It spilled out. I think it was a candid conversation. I think it was an authentic interaction, you know. Because there's no place in that footage where it could have been like cut and then start a new scene. It was very, it flowed 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there was, it wasn't, I don't, I, I just can't see it being staged. No. And so for those people out there calling it a setup and, oh, she's lying... I don't know. I I don't I don't see what some other people are saying. Because... I don't. I'm not seeing it either. And I I mean I've been duped before. I've been duped a hundred thousand times. So yeah. maybe I'm being duped again. But honestly, I I believe Brandy a hundred percent. And to me, it seems the story seems plausible. It seems very very reasonable. There are too um, many details. Authentic. There are too many details for it to be a lie. You would yeah. have to be some sort but it's of a the sociopath. Right kind of, it's, the, it's the right kind of details that you would expect. Like, if that happened to me, that I would tell it exactly the way that Brandy told it. And that's where I believe it, you know? The timing lines up because they met for dinner, season nine. It was filmed. And then Brandy posted on her Instagram when she was on set with Denise. And Brandy says she has more receipts that, we will, that we're going to see on the show. Um, you know... I believe Brandy 100%. I am sometimes gullible when it comes to reality TV. Mm -hmm. I take sides very early on. I said to myself before the episode started, I'm going to watch not taking sides. When I see it, I will make the judgment there. Because until this point, we didn't know the details of this hookup. All we knew is that they allegedly had an affair. We didn't know what happened. Nothing. Yeah. So we were we we were forced kind of to take sides based on knowing them as people before knowing them or knowing the story. Absolutely. And I was honestly expecting it to be like I was expecting it to for Brandy to be like, "Oh yeah, and then Denise and I hooked up and it was great, blah 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 blah." No details, and like, you very know, vague. like F you Aaron, like blah blah blah, like it was great, like whatever. And it was the complete opposite of that. Like I was almost expecting it to be kind of bragging about it. Yeah. I was expecting it not like and any like and as any like shade towards brandy or anything like that but i was expecting it to be like something that dramatic she was like, well i've been keeping and... it under the wraps but i want you all to know see that's what i thought it was going to be and so i was ready for that because she had said you know uh denise isn't who you think she is like and it was very like dramatic and then it got into it and it was like wait this is like this is really sad this is not... and it, it's it's it almost reminded me of someone who is like mentally and emotionally abused absolutely yeah you know and this obviously to me i was watching it and i felt like for something to happen and then for it to become a traumatic situation and then to have all of twitter coming after you saying you're lying this is all really really hard traumatic yeah and also too i think it's interesting i mean i can't help but see denise as a very you know, manipulative and, and emotion, almost not quite emotionally abusive, but definitely a manipulative person and kind yeah. of leaning towards that because the fact that, you know, Brandy was talking about like, now she keeps in touch with me just enough to, to be, make sure that everything's in the clear, mm-hmm, but not really pursuing a real genuine friendship anymore after she got what she wanted. Um, the fact that after Kyle's party, then all of a we sudden, hadn't talked since you know, Kyle or Denise you know, between... was like, you know, talking and shit talking all the other ladies to, yeah. to Brandy. Because she kind felt of make like, her feel close and like she was one of them and like or like one of Denise's friends or whatever. Exactly. And Brandy said, you know, Denise felt like she could tell me all this because she had something on me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 
Brandy was probably scared Denise was going to go out and be like, well, we hooked up, you know, I cheated on my husband with Brandy. And then it's like, well, Brandy, you're such a hypocrite because all your life, your two books that you wrote, your whole stance on cheating, everything you've done is all gone now because now you're a cheater. And so Brandy was probably scared Denise was going to reveal that. And so Denise felt safe to tell Brandy her oh, opinions on the women. Things, but yeah, absolutely. And I believe that Denise trash talked them. Oh, 100%. that was a rumor early on in filming that Denise had trash talked Brandy, and Brandy took it back to the women. And I asked Brandy about it when Abby and I interviewed her at the end of June. You know, mm-hmm. there's this rumor going around that Denise trash talked the other women to you, and you kind of brought it to them. And she's like, I can't comment. Um, and. I always believe that that probably could have been true because in the group, who's Denise going to trash talk to? She doesn't feel close to anyone in the group anymore, so she's going to go to her friend Brandy. Yeah. Right? And I I believe what what Brandy's saying. I think Denise really called Erica a cold-hearted bitch. I think that she really probably can't stand Teddy. You know, I just think that it was just... I don't know. I just felt very unsettled watching it i didn't i didn't expect you know brandy is a very sometimes guarded person she doesn't like a lot of people to see how she really feels because she puts on the front that you know i'm a bad bitch no one can mess with me Mm -hmm. say what you want i don't care um and it was it was i i felt very odd watching her say she had a breakdown how deeply hurt she was was interesting to me because i didn't know it was like a i didn't know that she had felt as kim said tricked by she was i feel like she absolutely she was was. manipulated and i think that denise screwed her over Mm -hmm. and i think that you know as the season continues and hopefully brandy provides more receipts i think that it's disgraceful of denise to I just think that any sort of manipulation is just disgraceful. And I think that now, you know, after watching last night and now knowing Brandy wasn't at the reunion and, you know, Denise has thrown a cease and desist in her face and she couldn't talk about it for so long. I, I Like, how disgraceful. Like, yeah. that Denise is going to, like, do like do this. And, I, I, you know, we don't know the full story. Denise hasn't shared her side of the story. We don't have all the receipts yet. This was only the first glimpse of the yeah. rest of the season. But from what it looks like right now, I mean... It's, it's damaging. Absolutely. And I I think it's so... I just think it's so... It's gross. It's, so, it's gross. That, you know, especially because Brandy's so vulnerable. She's so sensitive to the topic she, of cheating and all of that kind of stuff. a lot of effort and heart into her friendships. Absolutely. And, you know, we saw that with Lisa Vanderpump and how hurt she was when that ended. We see that with Kim for all these years. She's been best friends with Kim. And mm-hmm. they've always continued that. And, you know, we saw it with Denise last season and, and outside of the show on Instagram. And they followed each other. And she was on her podcast. And and I I don't know. I just, it was, it was, I think that this is the biggest scandal of the show's history, to be honest. Absolutely. Because... You know, we've had the cheating rumors between housewives and their husbands or affair allegations. We've never had cheating rumors between two, like, I don't want to say full-time cast members because Brandy's not a full-time cast member, but two known cast members of the show. Absolutely. That's different. That's never been... This it's is, never happened this before. This is a big deal. Um, I just think that Brandy was completely duped by Denise, and I think that Denise 
maybe didn't know how big of a situation this would become and whether Denise lied or manipulated on purpose I'm not sure it, here's the, and here's the thing though too is it's like I don't think that Denise can claim oh well, it, well, you know the whole like I was drunk and it would just kind of happen thing I think it was very premeditated on Denise's part I don't think it happened back think so? I think it was very intentional because here's the thing Brandy had every intention of getting her own room Denise said no don't come here I'll get you a rollaway bed then she didn't get the rollaway bed. That's the second step. Then number three, they drank together after all of that. And then Denise, and after that, it had been already after they'd already made out before and had that kind of interaction. So it just seemed very premeditated to me that, you know. Everything came together. Absolutely. I just, I, I just, it's just, I, I feel differently about Denise. And I like Denise on the show, but... If you're going to come on and not allow people, like... The whole point of the it, show is to express your life. And, and if you're like not going to do that, then get off the show. It's like what Rena was saying. She was like, do, I, do you think I want to talk about my daughter's eating disorder? Do you think I want to talk about my daughter's mental health issues? Do you think I want to talk about all this kind of stuff? No, but this is real life. And you sign a contract on the show saying, I'm going to, to expose my real, authentic life to the world for scrutiny. And if you're not willing to do that, why the hell are you on the show? You know? And that rings true also with, you know, Denise and Erica's conversation and, and Erica's confessional. You know, she said, if Denise isn't hearing something she likes, she shuts down the conversation or she storms out. So it's either Denise's world or she's going to throw a cease and desist in your face. Yeah, she she has to control. I think that comes from the whole trauma of what happened with her and Charlie Sheen. Exactly. Where it's like she feels like she has to control the narrative. And maybe um, to protect her family, away... to protect her image, but it's but damaging it's not, someone else. It's not else. genuine, and you can't be on a show where the whole thing is about being genuine and authentic and exposing yourself and exposing other people, and and sometimes that comes with a cost to your own reputation and personal life. You can't be on a show like that if you think that you want to control the narrative, and that's something that you need. That's just not the place for you. And you know what? People have questions, rightfully so, about the situation. You know, one of the big ones is why is why was Brandy so comfortable and, and fun around Denise and Aaron at Kyle's party, but then later on appears so hurt by her. You know, she slapped her on the butt. She was like, I want to be in a throuple with you guys. And they were drinking and, and at Kyle's bar and hanging out. And so why is Brandy so hurt later? But she had so much fun with Denise at the party. I don't know what to make of that. You know, I think that's interesting because I kind of thought the same thing. Um, I mean, I feel like, for one thing, she was really, really wasted. And she was. I think that that was probably a coping mechanism for her. Of to like, drink? Because she was nervous. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that she figured that if she could be in a thruple... I think that the reason she asked if she could be in a thruple with Denise and Aaron was because if Aaron agreed to it, oh. then it would all be okay. You know, and oh. then she could be in there with Aaron and Denise and they would all be hooking up and whatever and everything would be fine. Denise was seemed pretty uncomfortable with the whole thing. Like, even though she looked very stoic, the energy that I got from her was like, she's very uncomfortable. And they were like, okay, time to leave. Brandy. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I feel like, you know, I think that Brandy was kind of testing the waters with them a little bit because I think that Brandy does have a guilty conscience on it and she was trying to be normal and act okay because Denise is staring at her the whole time like, and are you going to say anything? Are you going to yeah, do anything? Yeah. What's going to happen? Are you, don't say anything to the women. I'm going to expose you, blah, 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 you know. 
But I think that she, I think the reason she asked if she could be in a throuple was honestly because in Brandy's mind, if Aaron said it was okay. Then maybe it would take away some of her stress. And then if it was to be guilt. like, oh yeah, no. And by the way, like back in the day, you know, Denise and I already hooked up. Ha ha ha. Then he wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah. You know, cause he'd be into it, you know? Yeah. I, I think that def, you know, and part of me thinks at that point, Brandy and Denise probably had not seen a lot of each other since. Mm-mm. You know, this was the first time that Brandy and Denise had seen each other in a long time. And Brandy said that Denise would text her every once in a while. And, you know, they they probably had not seen each other since everything went down. Mm-hmm. So when Brandy saw Denise and they were acting normal, maybe she thought, maybe we can be friends and this can just be a secret. And we can, if I act normal, we can have fun and and... Everything will be testing fine. the waters and maybe we can get back to a friendship and and I think that maybe the her and she was wasted you know and yeah I, I think that yeah I think that it was like for show that they were having fun and I think that yeah. Brandy I think that Brandy was like drinking a lot of alcohol but also trying to overcompensate for making it look like they were still friends and it was all cool and Definitely. I guess Kyle's tagline about there's more than just dresses Skeleton. in everyone's closet. Oh, absolutely. There's there's a few skeletons, and I think that Denise, um, I I have lost respect for Denise. I've lost respect for the situation. I always believed Brandy because I'm a fan of Brandy. I like Brandy, so from the get go, you know, it was either if you're a fan of Brandy or you're a fan of Denise, you take their side, and then. After it all played out, you know, I, I just, I can't see it in someone else's eyes saying, oh, this is his setup. How could you watch Brandy, who was obviously so deeply hurting that you you would call it fake? Yeah. And what do you add on top of that? Um, the fact that Denise allegedly was saying to Brandy, like, oh, well, I would never tell your secrets. Like, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Just like, to it kind was of, her like, fault. Oh, yeah. And so it just kind of all adds fuel to the fire of, like... You know, this I, is an abusive I've, I've, friendship. Absolutely. And I've lost, you know, respect for Denise as well. It completely changes my image of her because I always thought like, you know, oh, well, you know, she's she's always been like that very kind of party girl, like whoop it up, kind of like go get naive. it. naive. Yeah, a little naive, but super fun. Like she's very intelligent, very good at what she does, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, she's a party girl. She's a, you know, a good mom, all that kind of thing. She's a good friend. And now it's like... Do we know Denise at all? How much of that is authentic you know as much as i can't see brandy lying about it or this being a setup i see denise lying about it through her teeth the whole way through i i can't look at denise and see her as a calculated person yet because of what we've seen of her i i i don't we haven't seen enough of the season for me to be like denise is just calculating everything because i don't see her as like a a manipulative person yet i'm i'm leaning towards that way and i think Next I don't think week, she's necessarily manipulative about everything, but she's certainly been manipulative about, about this, this entire situation. Exactly. And I think that next week in Rome, when the women confront her, you know, she it looks like she cracks under the pressure. Absolutely. It's going to be... Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I think interesting is the best word for it. I just am so mad that Brandy's not going to be at the reunion now. I know. I know. Lisa Rinna was reportedly very upset Brandy wasn't there. She called the reunion bullshit. She said, I've never said that in six years, but I guess cease and desist work. Um, The reunion was like 13, 15 hours long. Garcelle said it was really heated. 
You know, I think that the other women are going to take up for Brandy. I think they're going to stick up for her, for especially sure. Kyle and Teddy. Absolutely. Um, I, don't, I think that besides Garcelle, I don't think that Denise really has that many people on her side. And I don't imagine that Garcelle would... Oh, Garcelle. Oh. Is she still on Denise's oh, side? Oh, yeah. Garcelle tweeted, I think the day over the day before reunion, Team Denise, and then ended up unfollowing some of the people on the cast, as wow. did Denise. So it sounds like the, this reunion is, is going to be Denise and Garcelle against everyone. Jeez. Okay. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't I don't see this as being a setup. You know, I, I think people are like, oh, Beverly Hills is so over-manufactured and the mean girls. And I saw one tweet of someone was like, because RHLBH was trending last night on Twitter. Of course. Um, you know, people were like, oh, the mean... It made me sick to watch all those mean girls sit there and intentionally try and take Denise down. And it was so vicious and they just want to take her down. Well, then don't watch the show. Yeah, I just I think that's just blind, loyal... Like, exactly. It's blind that? loyalty. Yeah, blind loyalty to Denise. I think you have to be able to accept that she might not be... Who we think she is. Absolutely. And do you want to watch the show where they're all holding hands and singing Kumbaya? That's one thing, but... You watch for the drama and the entertainment and the relationships. So if they were standing around holding hands singing Kumbaya, you'd be complaining that it was boring. Mm-hmm. But now that it's heating up, it's it's vicious. Okay, well then, this isn't the show for you. Because yeah. it's it's Real Housewives, it's reality TV. You're not going to get what you want. Yeah. Um, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I, that's how I feel. Um, so going forward right now, I'm currently Team Brandy. Same. I'm Team Brandy as well. And at this uh, time. you know what? Let's let's break down some of the rest of the episode because although that was a big portion of it, there was another scene that a lot of people are talking about, which was the little dinner date between Sutton and Garcelle. I loved it. I I thought that they're they're kind of a dynamic duo now. They are. They're very compatible, but very compatible at the same time. Now, big question. Did you think it was tacky of Garcelle to ask Sutton how she got her money? Yes, but I liked it. I was yeah, here for I agree. it. I was here for it. Because I, we, I need, think, we need those big questions absolutely. to start out. And I know it's like uncomfortable, you know, Southern women don't like to talk about money and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of, but I mean, it's a fair question. I know? liked Garcelle. She's like, well, I didn't ask her how much was in her savings account, but I'd like to know. <laughs> Garcelle is asking the questions that we want to know. This is and what I, I've been waiting to see of Garcelle. Yes, and I like Garcelle a lot because I feel like she she and I are kind of kindred spirits in that sense of like asking those like... Deep questions. Yeah, you like first meet somebody and you're like, oh, so tell me this about yourself. And you're yeah. like, oh, excuse I've me? just met you. Like, why are you asking me this? But you know, I mean, it makes me like her more. And I think that it was... Yeah. And I think that, too, like, I love how Garcelle was, you know, Sutton was talking about her her ex-husband and, oh, I knew him since I was 13, blah, blah. And Garcelle's like, well, did you lose your virginity to him? And Sutton's like, well, I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer that. That's so inappropriate. But it's like, this. no, I don't don't, don't think I think it's funny that people are like, well, I mean, like, originally I thought it was like, that's so rude. But then at the same time, had Garcelle not asked those questions, the scene would have been boring. So part of me is like, was it kind of rude? Was it a little tacky? Yes. But was it necessary? Yes. yes. Yeah. So I, I thought it was, I thought the scene was fun. I, I want Garcelle to be more in the group. Erica Shootazzle event was another event she missed because she's working so much. Absolutely. Which so you can't, you, you can't, can't discredit, like, or discredit her, her work no, ethic at all. No, And I think that next season will be very interesting. I like this cast. I would personally 
keep Brandy on. Um, I would like to see how the whole Denise versus the rest of the cast plays out. Because I think a lot of this season, everyone was pretty good with each other. And I think that's going to start changing. And Mm -hmm. then next season, to have it start out where they all have to kind of pick up from like this bomb yeah would be interesting so you know i think that this season is shaping up to be one of the better ones i i don't know why people are calling it boring or i've really liked this i I don't i don't get it like what is so bad about beverly hills it's personally i get more excited to watch beverly hills than any other franchise for sure um you know, I get more excited to watch Brandy on Beverly Hills more than any other person because we yep. know that Brandy's going to bring the drama. She is, she's gonna of course. Tell it how it is. Yeah, and I think that 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 sums up Beverly Hills. It, it was it was a roller coaster, and I yeah, I, I have some strange feelings about it. I'm excited to see how it progresses i would like more receipts on brandy's end that she claims she has Mm um oh and i watched um right after beverly hills i watched watch what happens live and dorit was on it and dorit's like well brandy walked up to me at kyle's party and was like your boobs are so gross yeah yeah i was like oh and dorit was like well nice to meet you too yeah so i guess that's the beginning of their little rift Mm mm-hmm um, Which I thought her boobs looked great in her dress. I thought Dorit looked great. Well, Brandy was kind of drunk anyway. But, yeah. you know, that's... Yeah, we talked about behavior. She drunk. was falling all over the place. She was. But honestly, watching her fall on stage... Iconic. So that was our recap of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The show airs every Wednesday on Bravo. It is definitely starting to heat up. So if you haven't been watching yet, it's definitely you, a good time you to tune in. Probably don't want to miss this season. I think it's going to go down in the Bravo history books. Absolutely. Uh, but moving from Beverly Hills to Atlanta, because we're just let's talk about our reality TV news since we're on the topic. Let's let's we're switch switching up the show it up today. today. We're switching it up, and then we'll get to like hot topics Song and, of the week and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So Nene Leaks is reportedly getting ready to file a racial discrimination lawsuit against Bravo. Which is shocking. So during a recent Instagram live stream, Nini was talking about years of like mistreatment. Since 2008, she's been suffering some sort of mistreatment. You know, and we can only assume that that comes from Bravo because 2008 was the first year of RHOA. That was when the show started. Yeah. Um, we still don't know if Nini's going to be back next season. Uh, two newbies are reportedly joining the cast, and Nini is reportedly out. So I guess if she's accusing someone of mistreatment, and there's allegedly some sort of lawsuit that's going to be brought up I don't to the surface, she would come back. Yeah, I, I don't. I, it doesn't sound like she'll be back. Which, in that case, for me, I don't know if I would keep watching. The franchise without Nini, I don't know. You know, you're a diehard they, Nini stan. I am. Nini is the HBIC head bitch in charge. <laughs> she is. Nini's the OG. You know, Phaedra's not coming back. There were rumors of maybe Sheree's going to come back. Nothing has been said about that. Two newbies. I just, you know, Candy, Kenya, Portia, Cynthia, and two newbies doesn't sound all that interesting to me. Um, without Nini. I I'm I'm peace out ATL. Anyway, 
Uh, I think so, we should still give it a chance. Oh, you know what? Definitely. I'll probably like Because who knows? It could end up premiere. being kind of like with Leah coming on in, in New York. Like we, a rebirth. Yeah. it's a, it's a We weren't expecting anything, you know, great from that. But Leah's been incredible. So, you know, hopefully yeah. the new cast members on Atlanta will be... I'll be a little bit more open. But as as of right now, I'm... Coming uh, out with yeah. ATL. Yeah. No Nini, no show. Uh, so in a recent Instagram live stream, like I said, you know, Nini was kind of alluding to the fact that she has, you know, suffered some sort of mistreatment from somebody. Here are the quotes, and then I'll ask you how you feel about it. Okay. So here's what she said in her live stream. It's been a really long time coming. And you know, when you are, it almost feels like abuse when you're holding something inside that's happened to you for so many years over and over and over again. You know, a lot of times, black women, we hold a lot of stuff in. We don't want to, you know, rat on somebody. You hope that it will change and then it doesn't. So it hasn't changed for me since 2008. So it's my time to speak out and speak my truth. So I'm going to do that. If I told you the way I was treated, you would not believe it. I'd love to say more, but I'm afraid it won't be received well. Then I won't get the support I need. I have remained quiet. I haven't said anything on it, but it's coming. I will be speaking. I have the right people to speak. Wait for it. I mean, it sounds like she's holding back something major, you know, incredible kind of shell-shocking information. um, Disturbing, yeah. Which is, I don't, I've always thought of Bravo as being very like pretty inclusive yeah. especially now which i mean I, if they were doing stuff back in 2008 you know it'd be or like, something since 2008 so is yeah. there a, is know, it so that's still happening now a is bad it, a, producer is it... that's targeting her or you know in another interview I, I read some quote that you know nini said that we would be shocked to find out who's been hurting her and mistreating her for so many God, years do you think it's Andy? i don't know because i thought i hope not i thought you know, we'd be shocked, you know. So this obviously isn't some sort of random unknown producer giving her a bad edit. It's somebody yeah. that we know or we're familiar with or when she explains it, it'll be like, oh, like, you know, that makes sense. Or I, I don't know. I'm leery of this situation because, you know, some people have been saying online, well, you were probably fired, so you're probably you know, jealous or sour grapes or you're mad about being fired. So mm-hmm. you're going to turn it into like this lawsuit circus, you know, because you want attention. And I don't know. I, I I don't know Nini as a person. I've never watched Atlanta, to be honest. Um, but just like from that single statement, it sounds like she's almost alluding that it could be Andy or like the CEO of the company or something like that, where it's going to be somebody who's very, very important and prevalent in the Bravo world. Um I mean, if she genuinely has true racial discrimination, has has a real case, then obviously that's really you know disturbing and something that needs to be taken up with. Is it something that happened in two thousand eight, went on for a little bit, and now in you know recent years it's gone away? Well, I mean, she or said, is it still happening? She said, you know, you hope these things will change, and it hasn't changed for me since two thousand eight. So it's still happening. So it's still going on. Something's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious to find out what it is. Yeah, and I'm I'm waiting for her to address I'm it. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. And she also said, you know, people have been asking me, you know, am I coming back to Atlanta? And I will be speaking on that and addressing it as well. It doesn't sound good, though. No, for not Nini at all. fans like me, it doesn't sound good. Um, and you know what? Actually, this kind of reminds me of it. It 
something Wendy Williams said on her show last year because I, I I usually watch Wendy her shows on every morning mm-hmm. um, it's where I get a lot of my tea um, she said something that's kind of clicking now with this whole Nini thing Wendy said you know because Wendy and Nini are friends Wendy said on her show a while back you know Nini's going through something really sad and if she told you guys you would all cry for her you would be so upset for her oh wow and it's not my story to share Nini needs to be Nini needs to talk about it but you are all going to be really sad for her so that clearly must have something to do with what's going on now and that's it's 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 striking to me that there it's a lot of the word sad it's not anger you know I would think that if somebody's you know, mistreating being, you or discriminating mis- you. Yeah, that it yeah, would, you'd, be, you'd you. be angry about it. You know, you'd be speaking out. But the fact that it makes you sad, it almost just sounds like somebody's just like being mean. Yeah. And if it's, you know, race based, it almost, it, to me, it's, I don't, I mean, I don't like know. Like a bully what, situation. Yeah. Like they're, you know, going to put her down or bully her or, or, you know, make fun of her for being black. I, I don't know. Just, there, there, I've seen people on social media say, you know, it's very evident that they treat their white OGs very differently from their black OGs. And Nene is the, well, for Atlanta, she's the last OG left. And, you know, I, I've seen people have these discussions on Instagram, like, you know, is Nene treated as highly as, you know, Teresa Judice, as Lisa Vanderpump? You know, does Bravo treat their black OGs the same as their white OGs? And it's, it's, it's a little bit of a conversation to have. I don't see them as being a discriminatory company, but we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. I, I can't see it being some obscure producer targeting her in the show or you know doing something behind everyone's back because then it would be shocking. But if she's saying we're going to be shocked because because maybe we know the person or we're aware of some things that are going to click, that to me makes it seem... It's going to be big. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the truth coming out um, and yeah. seeing what she has to say. And hopefully, she, you know, she has good lawyers by her side and whatnot to kind of bring it to light. Um, but I'm also a little concerned because yeah. it's, you know, it, nobody wants to be duped. Nobody wants to be tricked. And if somebody's behaving in a way that's so derogatory or inappropriate as, it, as it's sounding like it's going to be, then it makes you, you know, wonder who out there is really truly the person you think they are. And, you know, we here at TRM, we want the truth. Just Absolutely. saying. Let's, shall we take a sip of our tea? We'll wait, take a wait, sip are of our you, tea. You have oolong again. Yes, because I love oolong. I have my Chinese tea. What is it? What's the flavor? It's called Dynasty Chinese Restaurant Tea. So it's like, you know, I don't. I, I really don't know the flavor. I put a lot of sugar in it and it's just, it, it's <laughs> you sweet. You put so much I do. sugar in every... <laughs> I do. You're, you're a little... Sh- sugar crazy oh my gosh you know what i just got yesterday drumsticks you know like the ice cream cone mm-hmm. things but they're like a banana split drumstick so the ice cream okay. is banana the cone is chocolate and then it has that chocolate covering with the peanuts on it that sounds delicious i probably gained like three pounds but it's fine <laughs> you ready for song of the week yes it's TRM my pick song this of week. the week um so the song of the week this week my pick is called my baby hates me by emily deal 
Um, she's kind of, she's new, kind of coming up there. She's got three singles out. Um, My, my Baby Hates Me is my favorite one. I really love this song. It's very mid-tempo, which I really like. I know mid-tempo is not really your cup of tea, I personally. listen to it. It's You know what? It's a cool song. I like her aesthetic. It's very kind of old school Yeah, blues. her aesthetic is very, and also as well, her. Um, I like that her songs have kind of a storybook feel. That's where they're true. all kind of like yeah. more... I don't know. I guess it's kind of like, like storytelling. A, but also the lyrics, at least for me, are very relatable. And she like totally captured the way that it feels sometimes where it's like in your head, you know, oh, they must hate me. Like they must not like me. You know, they must not want to be with me. But at the same time, they're still with me. So maybe they do like me. I don't know how to feel like I'm so maybe I should tell them. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't oh my know. Gosh, it was have, a really you have some feelings, girl. It's so well done. I absolutely love it. I'm hoping that she puts out you know, a debut album soon. We have very different tastes in music. Definitely. You like my music. I don't like your music. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of tough. And you're like way nicer about it. Like if I'll share a song with you, you're like, oh my God, I love this. I'm this like, is such a great. bop. And like, I'll tell you like, I don't like it. Like Spencer and I'll exchange music. And I'm like, this is so great. Even if it's not something that I necessarily like a lot, I'm like, oh no, I appreciate it. It's good. And and Spencer's like, it sucks. It's not good. It's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> But yeah, that's the song of the week this week. My Baby Hates Me by Emily Deal. Um, Check it out. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, The Works. Um. I want to know what you're obsessed with this week. Let's move on to weekly obsessions. How are you oh feeling? God. This week, oh man, I got to think about it for a second. Um, I know mine. Do you want me to say mine? Yes, go with yours. Okay, well, originally I was going to have it be, you know, Fortnite the game, the Xbox game, I'm secretly like an actual gamer. Okay, so I used to play Fortnite a long time ago when it was popular, and then quarantine happened, and I was like getting into like all my old games, remember like GTA and Sims and Red Dead Redemption, and I, I played a little that. Minecraft with Abby, like I, I love like it. getting into my like old gaming nerd ways. I love that. I love that for you. That's amazing. You need to you need to play. It's a fun game. You know how it works, right? Yeah, no, I know okay. how it works. I <laughs> Here's the thing. You're not a good gamer? I'm not like very good. Really? I like video games a lot, but for one thing, I'm a very social person, so like yeah. independent entertainment is not my cup of tea. Oh, that's me all the no, way. No, like that's like watching TV. Give me an TV. Xbox controller and like I'm set for a week. I like I really love um playing Jedi Fallen Order. That one I love or like Star Wars Battlefront 2. But in general, I just I appreciate video games. I think they're cool. If I'm going to like put on a gaming YouTube video in the background of whatever I'm doing, I think that's great. Yeah. But it's independent entertainment is just not my thing. I like to be doing things with people in real life. So like, are you sitting... attacking me? No, I'm not attacking <laughs> you at all. There's nothing wrong with it. I I'm think kidding. just think I'm that kidding. you're a little bit more introverted than I, I am, am in that I'm... sense. You know what's so funny? I am when I want to be, and I'm not when I don't want to be. For sure. Like I can switch it on and off. Like yeah, introvert, you're an, you're extrovert. You're a little bit of an yeah. ambivert. Exactly. So my weekly obsession this week, what should I just say? Video games or Fortnite or like Xbox? Something in the gaming realm is my yeah, weekly obsession. Absolutely. Or the banana split drumsticks. <laughs> I don't, I'm not surprised. I don't blame you. Oh man, my my weekly obsession has been probably hiking or like planning hiking trips oh my god <laughs> my I'm, gosh i'm very excited i went hiking a couple days ago it was beautiful i got covered in bug bites again because oh, i am well here's the thing so i'm o blood which is has been scientifically proven to be the blood that attracts mosquitoes the most ew it's really weird yeah and so um 
and then I believe it's I can't remember what the the last one is I think it's bee blood is like the least tasty to them or something like that I don't even know my blood type isn't that bad it's a little bit bad I don't know um, yeah no I'm own negative because I'm so I'm the universal donor which is great for everybody else except me give me some me. blood Honestly, if you needed my... I, do, I try to donate blood regularly because I'm a universal donor. I can't. Donor, needles. So. Just... No. I don't mind them. I have tattoos. Oh, my God. I'm planning another tattoo. No. Yes. No. I no. love tattoos. It'll probably be okay. my last one for a while. Don't cover yourself in piercings and tattoos. But I like You them. are good enough. I don't think that I'm not good no, enough. No, no. I mean, like, like you're good now. Like, Well, I like done. tattoos. So, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end up with a sleeve. No. Yes. No. Yes. Not anytime soon, but I, in over the course of my lifetime, I plan to accumulate a small oh sleep. My God, no. <laughs> Spencer's very. I'm very like, don't tattoo. clean slate, no like, piercings, a little bit no, traditional. In I'm, sense, but I'm very. I love tattoos. I love piercings, and all my tattoos have meaning too. That's the thing. I already have seven tattoos. I'm planning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what happened to like the the clean girl from the middle school when we went to middle school and you were so clean and you wore your sketchers and like now you're like piercings, tattoos and dyed hair. I just I just it's just not I wasn't really who I was then. I was just pretending. I didn't really know any better and then And now you're just And now gonna, I'm uh, being who I truly want to be and I'm loving it. Self-mutilating yourself. Yeah. It's not Love self-mutilating. It. Oh my god. No, here's the thing. For me, all my tattoos represent something. That's um, good. I don't. I, I, I don't, don't get like a skull and crossbones and like no. fire. No. Or, and, you know. if, if your tattoo style is you just want to get random stuff on your body, that's fine. It's your body. Whatever. It's your right. You know, go off. You know, put some cool art on there. Have fun. But see, but I'm worried me, about like what's it going to look like when you're 70 and your skin is all crepey. Well, I'm going to be ugly then anyway. Who cares? <laughs> so I might as well be beautiful and tattooed Not unless up unless you young. upkeep. Well, I'm going to upkeep, but like, I mean, I I see old people with tattoos all the time and I'm just, at my work especially because it's like, you know, an auto parts store. So a lot of guys come in and they're tattooed up and it's like, they're faded, but they're still cool. They don't look terrible. I mean, if you're ugly, you're ugly. That's just kind of <laughs> it. But like, some people don't age well and that's just the tea, but you can still be a good person on the inside. Like at that point, I don't think I'm going to be worried about what my tattoos look like as much as I'm going to be worried about when I'm going to die in my retirement and my 401k, like. Oh, true. My tattoos are not going to be at the top of my list of things I'm concerned about. You're concerning me. Now. This is going deep. Can we, can we <laughs> so bring it So in the meantime, back? I want to... But the thing is, it's going to be so expensive. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to see this really, really cool artist. He travels around the world and does tattooing. He has this beautiful style. Um, if you want to know who he is, I'll just plug his page real quick because he's got the most incredible work. Um, he's on Instagram. Let me pull it up here. Okay, I'm going to plug him real quick just because he's so incredible. Again, he's literally traveled around the world tattooing, um, if I remember correctly from what I saw on his page. But he, okay, so I'm not 100% sure how to say his name. I believe it's Jiang Ngo. I think that's how you say it. If I mispronounced it, I'm so sorry. But his username on Instagram is A Archie Tattoo. So it's A A R C H I Tattoo. Um, he does really beautiful, like, fine line color work. Um, I'll show you a piece. This is the one that kind of inspired me to want to get work done by him. Oh, that's It's a cool. beautiful hit piece. Yeah. So he does a lot of like flowers. I like that. And abstract kind of um, like animals and stuff. So I'm getting two pieces. I'm getting a rib piece and then a matching hit piece. And so it's going to be big and beautiful and colorful. I'm doing flowers. I really love flower okay, symbolism. Flowers. flowers. Okay. What I, I'm going to do. I'll go with that. So my idea is basically to have like... Um, Imagine like you peeled back the skin on your ribs so like you can see the ribs. Okay. 
and so and I'm going to do that, and then out. you have flowers growing out of okay, it, and that's I want to do like um, daffodils and lilies coming out of it. Okay. And no roses. No, because well, maybe a few, but the main flowers I want to use are daffodils and lilies because they represent new beginnings and new life oh. and a fresh start and kind of all that stuff. Okay. And like the outside of the like the wound, so to speak. Yeah. I want it to look kind of like decayed a little bit, and the reason being is you because, want to look like a zombie. No, not like gross, but oh, okay. like with like plants that represent decay, so like little mushrooms and like stuff like that. Um, and the symbolism of it for me is like. Um, in my past, I've kind of like hurt myself in a lot of different ways, but now, um, I'm kind of growing a new, turning over a new leaf, growing, having a new start or something like that, where it's like, it's like I'm healing myself from the inside out instead of just putting a band over it. And yeah, so it's like I'm healing myself from the inside out with these new flowers. Tattoos with a meaning. Exactly. Would I ever do it? No. (laughs) But if you're going to do it. I'm excited to see it. Um, it's going to be gorgeous. I'm sure we'll make a video about it. Oh, of course. I'll on YouTube. It. Yeah, the absolutely. The one thing... We can vlog it. The one thing I <laughs> yes. also want to vlog and I support you with is getting your lips plumped a little bit. Yes. I want to get my lips done a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Like, not like Kris Jenner or Kylie Jenner. No. Not like that lip. But like, just a little like natural yeah. filler. So I get morning lip, which is basically like in the morning my lips are a little bit puffier and like I walked in today and Spencer's like did, did you, you get, get your, your lips done? done? I was like, <laughs> like did you do it without me? Because I'm supposed to go to the plastic surgeon's office with you. I'm like yeah. I'm gonna do it with you. Yes and I was like no I just have morning lip but he was like what the heck is that? Basically we googled it um and essentially when I sleep all of there's too much pressure in my head so all of the fluids go to my face and that's why people wake up with puffy eyes or like swollen lips and stuff like that. I don't have that issue. No, mm. I do. So there actually I should be elevating my head actually at night, but I don't because I want to have puffy lips in the morning. And so You're I want them like this. I want them to be plumped so that they always look this way. Lexi's plastic surgery journey. Yes. <laughs> So that's that's what I want. I don't want to be. I don't want to be Lisa Renna. I love her, but I don't want lips that big. I no, just want my you just lips want like natural. to look natural but plumper. I'm good with that. I'm. I, I'll not that you need my approval, but I'll give it to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if I didn't approve, I would also let you know as well. Oh, I know you would. <laughs> as I have before. If there's one thing that you and my mom are good at, it's telling me when you don't like what I'm doing something. <laughs> exactly. You don't need a friend that's going to like lift you up all the time. Sometimes you got to be broken down a peg. Like not in like a bat, like taking no, down, not like, broken down, taking down a peg. No, but like you need the reality check of like, yeah. you, don't, you don't want a bunch of yes men. You want people who are going to tell you straight up, hey girl, you're acting out a little bit right now. You need to take it back in. Don't be a Denise. Don't just lift each other up all the time. You got to like share the hard truth. Absolutely. So if I'm not, if I don't like the song you send me, I'm going to tell you. Like, <laughs> that's the truth. And now that the episode has already thrown off enough of its schedule, let's get into hot topics. <laughs> we got to start off with a little bit of a Kanye update because some stuff has gone down since last week. He has been tweeting up a whirlwind i he you know what i was gonna give him like the benefit of the doubt like maybe he's misunderstood he we know now he has bipolar disorder which he's talked about before a little bit he needs help like Uh, he needs i think he he needs a lot of love and support and grace right now because he's i mean you know it's kind of been it's kind of been confirmed that he's you know he has bipolar he's in a bit of a manic episode he's off his meds um and he's saying a lot of things that I don't think... I think when he 
you know, comes down from this episode, he is going to regret a lot. He he literally sent out a tweet saying, you know, I'm trying to get a divorce from Kim. Like, like that was out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, there he's are some... talking about his his six year old daughter like doing Playboy, which like where did that like, come wh- up? And he, you know, what he also revealed that Kim want Kim and him, or no, he stopped Kim from getting an abortion when she got pregnant with North. He revealed that his mom almost got a, an abortion and he almost wasn't born. And like all this stuff is like floodgates are like opening. Mm-hmm. And in, a, in like a lot of deleted tweets, he has kind of gone off the rails a little bit. He, yeah. Here are some of the ones that I picked out and they're on our Instagram. You can kind of find all the receipts. It's it's hard. It's a little bit hard to follow because he he doesn't speak like as articulately yeah. as he, so, as he so once did. Try and follow along. So here are some of his deleted tweets. They tried to fly in with two doctors to fifty one fifty me, which I assume would he's meaning fifty one forty nine me, which is like take it to a mental hospital. Yeah, uh, I've been trying to get divorced since Kim met with Meek at the Waldorf for prison reform. So it sounds like he's accusing her of cheating with Meek Mill, um, which is news to me. Or, well, um, or I, I interpret it as like, I almost interpret it as like they had such a, a great difference of opinion on the issue that he wanted to really her from that. I felt it was he's... like, well, he met, she met Meek at a hotel to discuss, in quotes, prison reform. Like, oh, well, that's, to me, I guess that's fair. I was like, okay. Personally, I don't think that she would cheat on him. I don't think she no. would break her family up. I don't see her doing that. No. Um, he goes on to say, I got 200 more to go. I don't know what that means. Uh, this my last tweet of the night. Chris Jong-un. Like, literally just says Chris Jong-un. Which, honestly, that's hilarious. He's calling Chris Jenner, like, Kim Jong-un. I don't um, imagine that Kim Jong-un is very happy about that comparison. I would be if someone compared me to Chris Jenner. Well, she's probably not happy about it, but he's... Well, that's true. He's... So he doesn't want to be compared to a reality TV star. He wants to be a big, tough man. Oh, okay. Well, I would would take it as a compliment because I love Kris Jenner. Yeah, but he's he's using Kim Jong-un in a derogatory way. Oh, okay. Well... That's why he's calling her Kris Jong-un to be like she's a dictator. So he's... Well, she's like the matriarch boss. Yeah, but he's dissing her with that. So I don't don't think either of them are going to be happy about it. No. I was just... I was being funny, but you took it literally, but that's fine. Oh, well, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Then he goes on to say, Lil Baby, my favorite rapper, but won't do a song with me. Meek is my man and was respectful. That's my dog, Kim, was out of line. I'm worth $5 billion and more than that through Christ, but y'all ain't listened to MJ and now y'all believe them? Chris and Kim put out a statement without my approval. That's not a what a wife should do, white supremacy. Yeah, so, okay, it does so sound more like all, he's cheating. What, what, or she, he's accusing her of trying to cheat. What's happening here? Yeah, so it sounds like he's accusing her of trying to cheat on him, but she, his friend didn't let her. And then also, it was Dub Baby or Lil Baby? Lil Baby. Lil Baby also re- retweeted back and was like, I didn't even know he was trying to collaborate with me. So who was supposed to tell that, me this? I didn't see that, really? Yeah, he tweeted back and was like, uh, no What's one told going on me here? this. So I don't know what's going on here. Like, all love for you, Kanye. Like, I don't know what is happening, but... 
So Kim actually broke her silence on the issue in her uh, Instagram story recently, where she said, um, as many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I'm very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But today I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconception about mental health. Those that understand mental illness or even compulsive behavior know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor. People who are unaware or far removed from the experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves have to engage in the process of getting help no matter how hard friends and family try. I understand Kanye is subject to criticism because he is a public figure and his actions at times can cause strong opinions and emotions. He is a brilliant but complicated person who, on top of the pressures of being an artist and a black man, who experienced the painful loss of his mother and has to deal with the pressure and isolation that has been highlighted or heightened rather by his bipolar disorder. Uh, those who are close with Kanye know that his heart know his heart and understand his words sometimes do not align with his intentions. Living with bipolar disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams or creative ideas, no matter how big or unattainable they may feel to some. That is part of his genius, and we have all witnessed many of his big dreams coming true. We, as a society, talk about giving grace to the issue of mental health as a whole. However, we should also give it to the individuals who are living with it in times when they need it the most. I kindly ask that the media and public give us the compassion and empathy that is needed so that we can go through this. Thank you for those who have expressed concern for Kanye's well-being and for your understanding. With love and gratitude, Kim Kardashian West. On that, I really just feel like I saw a tweet basically kind of responding to her um, talking about it, and it was like, you know, people are all supportive of mental health and like you having mental health issues right up until you show symptoms of exactly. it. Exactly. And, and then you're deemed crazy. You're a wacko. You need meds. And it's like, where's yeah, it's, it's, it's unfair. Yeah. People want to be like, and I've experienced this in my own life with, you know, where people are like, it's so hard to like, you're, you know, you're, you know, you, you, you take everything so personally and your moods change so fast and, and you don't fault. understand all that stuff. And it's like, you just describe my disorder, you know? And yeah. it's like, is that difficult to deal with? Yeah, but imagine being me living with it, you know? And so it's easy for people on the outside to be like, oh, no, I'm totally supportive of mental health. And then to see Kanye doing this and be like, oh, well, he's insane. Like, what's wrong with him? Like, blah, blah, blah. He's a bad person. Yeah. But it's like, he's going through something that's out of out of his control. He can't yeah. help it, you know? You wouldn't be mad at somebody with a broken leg because they can't run. Why are you going to be mad at him for being saying bipolar. all these things? Because he's in a manic episode. Like, it's not his fault. And this is the first time ever that it's been confirmed confirmed that he has bipolar disorder this is the first time that kim has ever spoken, spoken about, about it. it yeah um i just feel bad for him like i feel bad it, for him i feel bad for their family they're just under the public eye it started out as kind of like tea and gossip and we were throwing shade and like this has turned into like a serious situation it's, yeah it's kind of developed into something greater he's saying a lot of things and he's in the public eye so it's a big it's a big scandal, deal. But yeah. I don't think that he's incapable of taking care of himself. No. And I think that also, too, it, it ties into the, the kind of the male mental health thing. Because, like, I saw another thing, too, where it's like the fact that an image of Will Smith crying became a meme it just shows that male mental health isn't taken seriously at all. You yeah. know, and a lot of those memes were funny, but it's like you have to think about the principle of it. Like, this is somebody who has their heart broken. You know, Will Smith is watching his marriage fall apart and 
you know, being, you know, mocked by the world for kind of what happened. And and it, 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 and it became a, a joke. Yeah. And, and I think that's me, just sad and toxic. I don't know. I just think we got to lay off Kanye. Like, for just sure. just give it. Like, I think like needs, everyone knows he needs help. You don't need to keep saying it. Like, don't keep pointing fingers at him. And unfollow all that kind of his stuff. Twitter if you want to. Stop writing articles. Like, just, like, back off. I hope he doesn't keep using Twitter as an outlet. I think that it's natural to want to tweet about it and put everybody on blast, but I think that... It's hurting. Well, yeah, good luck to Kanye. Hopefully he gets the help that he needs. Um, You know, hopefully he's, you know, will continue to do well and and come back to, you know, who he really is at the end of the day. And and, um, he won't won't do any, you know, truly long-term damage to himself or any of of his loved ones um, because he's in a hard place. So... We're going to move on. Um, we've got some interesting news about Nicki Minaj. I'm a little shocked. This was like out of nowhere. Kind of a surprise. A secret pregnancy. Which, I mean, isn't that hard to do. I mean, the whole time that she was showing, she was it's, in quarantine. Yeah, you can hide indoors. Um, you know what? I'm happy for her. It's, Absolutely. It's her first child and, you know, she's... She, she looked beautiful in, she in the did. pregnancy photo that she did, which is the... it's. It surpassed Katy Perry's, which is previous. Yeah. So she's now has the most liked pregnancy photo on Instagram. I really? Think, right? Yeah. I just find that interesting that Katy Perry and Nikki are both pregnant at the same time. Isn't that funny? I, I guess it is kind of funny. I mean, people be banging. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Nikki is reportedly in the middle of recording and, and planning her next album, um, which her fans believe will be a sequel to her debut album, Pink Friday. Okay. Um, and from the the pregnancy shoot, it was on like that pink couch and she had that yellow hair. Mm-hmm. It was very Pink Friday. Yeah. So I'm sure the album will be cool. Um, I still have mixed feelings about her fiance. Given his... His track record. Yeah. With the law. Yeah. Um, Not exactly Kenneth the most Petty. esteemed of people. He... There's just no... He, just he's no a known reason. sex offender. There's just no... He's been to jail. There's just no reason to be a sex offender. There's just none. There's just no excuse. Good luck to Nikki and... Keep a close eye on your man. Yeah. Um, um, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. Um, but moving on, we have a story about Demi Lovato and her boyfriend. They are engaged. Congratulations to them. That's I'm happy amazing. for them. Especially after like quarantine that's brought a lot of relationships down. The fact that they've come through that and they're out stronger. They're getting together. You know, I think yeah. Demi Lovato's had, you know, a, a, rocky, a rough, yeah. you know, rocky history recently. And, and I think it's good for her. I'm excited for her. Maybe it'll give her beautiful. like some stability. So, yeah, a little pep in her step type of thing. Is it, you know, they've only been dating for like maybe six months. Do you think it's a little fast? I think so. I think it's a little fast, but I mean, ultimately the only person who can decide if you're ready or not is you. Um, it might, I think it might end up being like an Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson thing where... Oh, like there's going to be like a they're big... They're going to be engaged and then they're going to get... Big breakup? Yeah, I hope not, but you never know. I want to like plan... Well, I can't plan my wedding. The, the wife's... The woman's family plans the wedding, right? Traditionally, yes. It's because it's her day, you know. I'll be having a hand in that. I'll be You're like, going to be the zombie like, groom. Let me pick the... Or what is it? A groomzilla? I'll be like, yeah. let me pick the music. I'll pick... I'll, and, and then on top <laughs> of it, I'll also plan your wedding. No! I'm a great party not. planner. I know you are, but listen, so am I. It's my if, wedding. You're not touching it. Listen. Even if I don't want to get legally married, I still want to have a wedding ceremony. Like a, like a party. Yeah. For me... 
like if I wasn't gonna like go into law or like something like that, you'd be a party planner. Party planner to the stars. Oh my god, I love that. That would be me. I'd be like Kyle Richards. Let me plan your next white party. Oh my god. So yes. I'll be planning your wedding. I'll have a surprise concert. Whether at my you wedding. like it or not, you're not pl- you're not touching oh, it. Yeah. The surprise concert thing. I forgot to ask you when we were talking about Beverly Hills. Oh yeah. And it Dorit was, was like, I no. Loved it. Did you see Dorit? She was like, what a. What an original idea. I had a surprise concert at my party. I don't think it was Shade, though. I don't think Yes, it was. She was like, nice idea, Kyle. Come on. That was so Shade. Like, she was... I mean, I think she was just being funny. I think she was just being funny. She was accusing Kyle of, like, literally copying her. It's a party. There's only so much you can do. I think she was just being funny. That's how I feel. I I don't know. I took it as more Shade. I was like, excuse me. Well, at any rate, you're not planning my wedding. You can, you can, you can be there. I'm sure I'll take you to my, my, I'm, you're going to be there to help me. Like when I try on my wedding dress, I'm going to need you to look at me and be like, girl, that makes you look fat as hell. I'm going to need you to say that to me. I'm going to need you to be there and be like, that's the one. It's beautiful. But you're not planning it. I'll be like, I'll be, I'll have like a sit down with your husband. I'll be like, now I know that this is kind of your day, but it's going to be my day. (laughs) Like it's gonna be. I'll make you. I don't. Women don't usually have bridesmaids, but if are we? we yeah, you we do. do. I mean, we do have bridesmaids. We don't have like male bridesmaids. I don't know what you'd be. I'll called, have a, like a groomsman to the bride. Well, how does how would that a work? Groomsman to the bride. I don't even know how that works. Well, I saw a photo on Instagram of a brother that had his sister be his best man. Yeah, which is super cool. So I'll be, I'll be like, I'll be somewhere in that wedding. Yeah, you'll I'll be, be like, you know what yeah. I'll do? I'll like float down with like cupid wings like, above the ceremony. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god. I'll let you borrow my chocolate fountain. I own you, one. It's in my closet. I love that. We're going to have a chocolate fountain. We are. It's going to we'll, be great. We'll do that. <laughs> anyway, back to the news. I got to take a sip of my tea. My tea is cold now. So Taylor Swift. Let's let's talk about Taylor Swift. She's um, doing a surprise album. She's dropping a surprise new album called which, Folklore. Yeah, which for us is tonight. If you're listening to this, it was last night. Yeah. I hmm you're not a big Taylor Swift fan. I don't care. Like, I, you know, she just released a new album. This one, it kind of seems cool. Like, the aesthetic seems a little bit dark. Yeah. I, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm not going to listen. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm just... I, I don't I don't like Taylor Swift. I just feel like she's kind of a snake. Like, I don't know. I, I just... I think she's a little... I don't, I don't hate you know. her, but I don't love her. I'm just kind of neutral. Like, I, I don't... I don't... I don't care. Like, for her fans... Great. You know, she said she recorded the album in isolation because a lot of her plans for the summer, you know, relating to her latest album, Lover, which she released, I think, back in like February or something. Yeah. A lot of that, quote, didn't end up happening. So she decided to record new music. And this is kind of an album that's come out of quarantine. Which is going to be really cool. That's cool. I think it's great. Um, You know, I don't... It is what it is. It doesn't affect my life, and I'm, no. I don't care. No. I'm upset, actually. Genuinely upset We're right in now. the middle of Hot Topics. Yeah, I know. But Taco Bell is removing items from their menu. And that makes me big angry because I am... What are they removing? Big angry. They're... Okay, they're getting rid of their grilled steak soft taco, which I don't care about because I don't eat meat. They're getting rid of the seven-layer burrito, which is delicious, and that's a crime. You're very angry right now. They're getting rid of their Nacho Supreme. They're getting rid of their Beefy Fritos Burrito. They're getting rid of their Spicy Tostada. Their triple triple layer nachos. And the Spicy Potato Soft Taco. That stuff is so good. Why are they taking it away? And my favorite snack, they're getting rid of the Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes. I get that every time I go. Do you, have you ever had the Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes? I don't eat a Taco Bell. I love no. Taco Bell. Taco Bell is like... It's like the lowest of the low. 
The cheesy Fiesta potatoes in the 7-layer burrito? Are you kidding me? You just threw your phone down Yes, because I'm upset. Take a drink of your tea. Take it's a... cold. I why don't want to drink Why don't you eat a breadstick and maybe you'll calm down? I love breadsticks. Didn't you get my reference? Yeah. From Beverly Hills? Yes. No, you didn't. Yes. When Kim Richards told Lisa Rinna, maybe eat a, I know, eat eat a, a piece of bread and maybe you'll calm I down. Know, I know. Come but on. That, okay, that was it perfect was good. timing. It was perfect timing. But I want Taco Bell. Well, that's too bad because the glory days are over. Um, you want to get back to the news now? I guess. Something I am excited for and not upset about is the fact that Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are making a movie with Netflix. It's supposed to be the biggest, um... Like their biggest budget ever. Yeah, it's like $200 million budget, which for Netflix is it's the biggest thing they've done. Yeah, it's... it's I'm still upset about Taco Bell. You can't get into the story, can you? No. Well, put, okay, I'm excited. Put okay. down your phone. We're no, going to be okay. No, I'm trying to find a story. Okay. So they're making a movie called The Gray Man. Um, it's a it's an espionage thriller, which I love, and I love, I love Chris Evans in anything. Like an action suspense thriller, I'm here for it. I love Chris Evans in anything that he's in. Your mood is like like it just switched. It just switched. Like I'm we're just big done. sad. I'm so sad. Not even Chris Evans can cheer me up right now because Taco Bell. Why would you do that to me? Okay. Okay. Well, you want to know some equally as sad news? You heard about Tamar? Yeah, Tamar she attempted, Braxton. She, she allegedly attempted suicide, which is really, really, which I would say sad and horrible. Out trumps Taco Bell. Absolutely, I would, that's I would, definitely. I would say true. the whole Tamar story. Let's bring you back to reality of what's really sad here. Yeah, um, perspective here. Tamar was found non-responsive in her hotel room by her boyfriend, which is, I my heart goes out to him because I don't even know how he's. Yeah, processing that he, right now. He called 911 and said that she may have consumed an unknown amount of alcohol and prescription pills. Um, right now, I'm not sure if she's regained consciousness. She's still in the hospital getting the help she needs. We don't really know much more than that. Um, I, I do think that her family is with her, though. Where I, She was in Absolutely. the... Uh, like the what's it, the Beverly Hills Hotel, the famous mm-hmm. Beverly... She was there and was taken to the hospital... Um, I'm not sure if she's still non-responsive, but she's stable. Not a lot has come out yet, but she is stable, so that's, yeah. that's good. I mean, my heart goes out to her. You know, we've kind of talked about suicide a little bit before. Yeah. It's come up in the past, you know, as somebody who has attempted suicide myself. You know, there's always another resource. There's always another thing out there that you may not know about or have heard of. There's always something new you can try. You know, and it it definitely is hard. It feels like it's the end of the world. The world's crashing down on you. There's no point in trying anymore. You just want to get rid of the pain. But there is always still something to look forward to and to hope for. Um, So, you know, keep holding on. Keep fighting even when you want to give up. Um, there's There's always something new to try that can help you. So that kind of wraps up Hot Topics. Now... Our show, like I said, is out of order. So I believe it is time for the TRM chart check. Yes. Okay, take it which, away. The charts have really been taken over by Juice World this week, which is kind of a, I a, guess, a, a good, good little legacy. ode to him. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he did, you know, as a lot of you remember, you know, he accidentally overdosed last December um, on oxycodone and codeine. Um, so which, which is, you know, obviously tragic. I think um, he was only in his, like, he was 21 what he was only 21 yeah it's taken too taken too young too soon it's really heartbreaking when that happens but um so he's he's taken over the charts and he's you know still you know he still made music that's successful and is good to 
For and, a lot of people uh, love it. So. Yeah, his estate just dropped his, I believe it's his first posthumous album. I think it's mm-hmm. um, it's called Legends Never Die. Yeah. Um, which has, like you said, totally taken over the chart. Yeah, and there's honestly, in the, in the music, there's a lot of hints. I think, honestly, it was kind of a... When you listen to a lot of the songs, especially the ones that are Did on this album... Did you listen to the album? Not the whole album, but I listened to the ones that are on the top ten. Um, you can definitely hear where he's hurting. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of talk about, you know, using drugs as a coping mechanism and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, I think that... I don't think that you anyone who was there when he was recording it or writing it should be surprised that he accidentally overdosed. Because pretty much everything that he... That I heard anyway that talked about, you know, using yeah. drugs as a coping mechanism and that one day it's going to catch up with him. And I, you know, I, I, it almost feels a little bit irresponsible. Like he wanted to tell, like he, he wanted to tell He was telling his story his and being authentic about it. And, and I no one really got it. Maybe. Yeah. So it, it's kind of sad because it was all there written out in literally in plain script and that nobody really picked it up. But... At number one on the Hot 100 charts is Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. And number two, Come and Go by Juice World and Marshmallow. That's probably my favorite one of his that's on okay. this album. It's um, the highest charting one. So. It is. It's really... I thought it was really, really well done. It's a song that I would definitely listen to again and again. Um, it's a little bit... It has you know some deeper meaning to it, but it's a little bit lighter than some of the other songs that were on the okay. charts. Uh, number three, What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow featuring DaBaby, uh, Tori Linez, and Lil Wayne, which again has been really big on TikTok for a while. It's a great song. Four, Blinding Whites, Blinding Lights for the Weekend. <laughs> Blinding Whites by the Weekend. <laughs> um, number five is Wishing Well by Juice World. That one is really beautiful and candid. It's very much about drug abuse, and a lot of it speaks to how you feel like you can't go on without a substance to support you. Um... Number six is Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce, which, by the way, she's doing better now, but we haven't heard any new news about oh, what Oh, yeah, she was shot her. in the foot. Actually, people think Tori Lanez was the one that shot her in the foot. Because he had a, an unregistered weapon, I believe, yeah, in his car. Yeah, and he was, he was arrested for an it. An illegal weapon so in his car, So people yeah. think that maybe they had some sort of a beef. And yeah. We still don't really know that much about it, but it's it's something it's, it's, shady. Yeah, it's some it's something to be looking out for. Uh, number seven was "Conversations" by Juice World. Um, this song personally wasn't my type of song. It wasn't a song that I particularly liked. However, artistically, I really do appreciate it. It kind of felt um, like it was going in a lot of different directions at once. However, I think that was kind of the point of the song i think it was an artistic choice on his part number eight roses by saint john number nine life's a mess by juice world and halsey that one was that one i liked a lot more i thought that one was really good halsey's part i don't like a, halsey I, I don't I, mind I don't, her i think yeah. she's got some good music um i just find halsey to be a little bit of a try hard in the music industry but that's that's my personal opinion um, and then the last song, number 10 is hate the other side by juice world and marshmallow featuring polo g and the kid Leroy, L-A-R-O-I. I'm not 100% sure how to say it. I have no idea who that um, is. I thought that one was really good, too. I thought that one was fun. Um, it uh, It's very, very Juice World sounding. It's like very much his classic sound. Yeah. So it's not necessarily something I'd put on repeat. However, if I was really, really upset and going through something, I would definitely play it a lot. And it has a really important message about divisiveness. Because um, the whole song is basically talking about like, you're kind of just he was always taught to like hate the other side like hate the other side of of people who didn't agree with him and kind of you know responding to things with 
violence instead of having an open ear and listening and, and having a conversation about it. So I think it was a really, I mean, I haven't listened to the whole album, but from what I've heard of it, I think it's a very candid, it's a very, it's a little bit dark, but I think that it's, it's an important message and it speaks highly of what he was going through. And, and, um, I think it's important for people to listen to and kind of take an ear to hear the other side of the coin and to understand, put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's really in such a dark place that, you know, you are relying on, on drugs and, and feeling like you don't really have that good of a support system. I think it was really powerful and beautiful. So onto the Billboard 200. I don't think anyone's surprised by this, but of course, Legends Never Die by Juice World is at number one. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be on the charts for a while because oh, yeah. he's a pretty popular artist, yeah. and especially in light of what happened to him. I think it's going to be up there. Um, number two, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Number three, the Hamilton Broadway cast album is there, which a lot of... Have you watched the no. production on Last Disney week, Plus? remember I told you there's few things I hate more than a musical? Oh, that's right. So, not yeah. a fan. <laughs> I should watch it, but I haven't. My brother watched it and he loved it, but I haven't seen it myself. Uh, number four, My Turn by Lil Baby. Number five, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Number six, Blame It On Baby by DaBaby. Number seven, Fine Line by Harry Styles. Number eight, a new album. It's by Summer Walker. It's her EP called Life on Earth, which I haven't listened to, but I want to give a listen. Uh, number nine, After Hours by The Weeknd. And then at number 10, The Goat by Polo G. So that's the chart check for this week. Um, it's obviously... A lot of things changed on the Hot 100. A not a lot of things, things changed. changed on the 200. No, not much. And I would say with that, we covered everything cycling through the rumor mill this week. You can follow us on Instagram at the.rumor.mill. You can follow us on Twitter at TRM Updates. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Rumor Mill. And honestly, there's a lot of really, really fun videos on there right now. Please make sure to go check it out. There's lots. Abby and Spencer have done a lot of really cute little things. They did a mukbang. They did a reality check recaps on IGTV and YouTube. So definitely go and check that out because they're a lot of fun. Look out every week for our little bravo breakdowns i know we do them here on the podcast but we are we're expanding them a little bit yeah we're moving on to so you can see our faces yeah you can <laughs> you can follow us on instagram on our personal host pages if you want to see more of our beautiful faces because i know you want to you can follow me at trmhost.lexy l-e-x-y and you can follow me at trmhost.spencer as always new episodes every friday don't forget to rate review and subscribe thank you for listening and we will see you next week Ta-ta, darlings. <laughs>